The final Eagles preview edition of the diehard Eagles podcast on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by our Patreon score, exclusive perks, content contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar prize. Join today at sports slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy is offering you a chance to win a $15 million prize with best ball mania Four. use promo code SGPN and underdog fantasy for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to $100. We're also brought to you by DraftKings. Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're also brought to you by our College Football Bankroll Challenge. Up to $3,000 up for grabs. Get all the details over at sportsgamingpockets.com slash bankroll. Welcome everyone to the diehard Eagles podcast on the sports gambling podcast network. I'm your host, Sean second, the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin. And this is the last week before we have meaningful Eagles football. The countdown is on perfect time to just, you know, come back, circle the wagons, check out the 53 man roster. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll talk uh, Jalen Hurts commercials. Uh, we'll go behind enemy lines, roast the other teams. Uh, we'll do a little Reddit roast, make fun of the other teams in the division, and uh, yeah, all that and more. And even talk about some of our favorite uh, Jalen Hurts plays when it comes to fantasy, uh, higher, lower. So much to get to. First off, we actually do have some news. Albert O for the Denver Broncos traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I, I like the, uh, I like the trade. I mean, he's a super athletic high upside guy kind of takes over for Tyree Jackson, who, you know, had some potential, but just never could uh, fully put it together. had a lot of injuries, but I, I'm in on uh, Albert. O. He got a lot of hype last year. Didn't deliver, but as far as like a third string tight end, I, I think that's a pretty sweet pickup by Howie. Justin, are you in on Albert? O? Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, he seems like a pretty talented guy, as you pointed out. Tyree Jackson, we took a flyer on him for the past couple of seasons. Unfortunately, it didn't work out, uh, injuries and whatnot. Um, I like Calcaterra. He's got good hands, and Stoll seems like it's a pretty funny guy. I saw a video with him recently, and he's been in the mix the past few seasons as well. But, I mean, I don't know if nobody's really stepping up uh, big into that, you know, backup tight end role as far as Stoll and uh, Calcaterra are concerned right now. So I think Albert could be the guy who knows Um, and we'll see. And maybe we can let him develop a little bit too. Yeah. Albert O has a, has a potential ceiling. Rob, you, 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 you hyped about Albert O. Yeah. I mean, why not? Let's give him a shot. Um, So I guess now we have what four tight ends on the roster between Goddard, Calcaterra, uh, the new guy and Stoll. Is, Is that right? Yeah, that's what so. it's looking like right now. Um, but again, it, I we don't have a punter on the roster. Obviously, that's going to have to change <laughs> at some point. So we'll get to, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can just transition right there to Aaron Sipos. They cut him, and everyone thought, oh, great, no more Aaron Sipos. But then he sneaked his way onto the practice squad. I, I don't know what they're doing. I guess they're holding oh, you're up. Fine, yeah. I guess they're holding out hope that they can uh that they can find something better than Aaron Sipos. Rob, 
at the end of the day, do we end up with Aaron Sipos as our punter? Um, I, I sure hope not. Um, I mean, arguably was, you know, or not arguably he was terrible in the Super Bowl. You know, certainly you could argue contributed to the loss. Um, but there has to be someone better out there. I know they brought him back on the practice squad. Um, I'm hoping it's just till they find someone else, but, um, I, I just can't fathom how he is the best punter out there that they can find. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. Come on. We can, we can beat Aaron Sipos. They brought in another guy to, to, to play against him for a competition. He sucked. Uh, Justin, are, will we end up with Aaron Sipos? Yes or no? I'm going to say no. I just think as far as I'm concerned, Michael Clay, I haven't been a big fan of if he potentially wants to keep his job at the hey, end he of got the a raise. <laughs> he <laughs> did get a raise. You're right. So I am a fan looking in, but Sipos, I mean, I, I just think you can't keep doing the same thing. I know the guy from the Steelers, uh, crappy track record. I don't know what the deal was with Zetner. I guess he, he couldn't cut it either. Um, it's pretty I, bad preseason, yeah. I'm really upset though, too, that I feel like this should have been something they were looking into more than just, you know, getting Zetner at the end of the draft. I feel like they should have been having guys come in or at least their eye on a few other guys in the meantime. But uh yeah, I don't know, Sean. To answer your question, I hope we don't stick with him because we kind of know what we get and I'd at least rather try something new and maybe develop a guy uh that somebody other than Sipos. Hot take. We will not have Aaron Sipos punting for us week one. I, I trust in Howie. Howie knows when the fan base gets really pissed off about something, Howie eventually does something. <laughs> we bullied him into drafting uh Alabama and Florida players. He did that. Uh we bullied him into, you know, getting rid of Jalen Rager. Uh he did that. I, I feel like when the fan base really wants something. He does it. Like he's, he's, he's smart. He's savvy enough to know uh, we can't have Aaron Sipos on this roster and speaking of potential trade. Yeah. But why didn't I mean, you do something sooner? I'm just yeah. a little annoyed about that. Sorry. I, I, I'm thinking maybe the team's just made a decision. They're not punting this year. Um, <laughs> we're like just we're like going that. for it on every first fourth down and going to see what happens. I mean, with, with Jalen hurts, a rare breed, uh, untamed, Guy, I mean the 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 fourth down efficiency. It probably is a, a good, you know. I'm sure the analytics say if you're an Eagles, uh, you shouldn't be punting. So yeah, good point. John, by the way, what was uh Hertz's new trademark or whatever that we were circulating? It was like air something, right? Oh, rare yeah. air, yeah, rare Pretty, air. Yes, Jalen Hurts did uh trademark rare air, and uh, let's see what else is it? Yeah, rare rare dash air. So kind of a combination. I'm going to have to get, by the time this, his career is over, I'm going to have like 12 necklaces. So he really, <laughs> he's really killing me with all these, all these awesome, inspiring slogans. Yeah. Rare. It combines rare breed with air, AKA like Eagle stuff. So how can you not be all in on it? But speaking of Jalen hurts, I mean, actually great transition there. And, and you know, Justin threw it out kind of cautiously going, Hey, are we worried? Are we worried that Jalen Hurts is out there too much? Doing a little, he's getting, he's getting out there. Frosted Flakes commercial. I, I listened to some local stuff. He's all over Window Nation. Hi, this is <laughs> Jalen Hurts for Window Nation. <laughs> it's very straightforward read uh, for Window Nation. I love Hurts, but uh, his, his radio commercials uh, not. He could use a little, a uh, little uh, performance there, Jalen. Uh, but I, I like it. I like a boring. I like a boring ass window commercial from Jalen Hurts because he, he's too focused on the games. 
I, I can't see it really being a distraction. I think it's a distraction if you suck and you have a bunch of commercials because you set yourself up to be a fraud uh, like Baker Mayfield when he threw a bunch of picks and then you cut to his commercial in the games. I think that is a bad look, but I, I'm not too worried. Justin, where are you at? Uh, yeah, I kind of threw it in the text message thread because I saw him on a, in a Hulu commercial and I figured uh, I, you were going to be upset and, be, and uh, do exactly what you just did right now and stick up for him immediately. Yes. <laughs> oh, I just want more got, of a reaction than anything. But now, you bring up, it is funny now, ever since Baker Mayfield, I mean, he's kind of the, the guy that everybody looks to when it comes to all these advertisements, but... At least, and you pointed this out in our text thread, at least Jalen's, you know, been to the Super Bowl at this point. He's shown some success. Um, so he does deserve the commercials along with all the the money that comes along with him. I don't mind that, but I don't know. I thought the Hulu one might have been a little bit too far as you're pointing out the radio ads with the window washer. But uh, I will say, though, too, he's. it seems like he does just get in there and get out. I don't know how much he's actually trying to act it up and, and trying to parlay this into a career acting career after the fact. So I'm think, all for it. Get yeah. the money and we're I, good. I think commercials are fine. If we see a Jalen hurts reality show, like, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, hurts so good coming to E television. I, I know Rob said he was just watching some uh, Jersey shore before we taped the program. So if he, <laughs> if he start makes cameos with the situation or stuff like that, or starts dating a celebrity, the fact that he's dating by all accounts, what seems like a regular woman, I, I think that's a good sign. That's those are some potential red flags. Although Rob, maybe there's something uh, dangerous about Hulu because now I'm remembering our boy, Joel. Yeah. yeah. Soft swirl himself. Uh, I mean, which is, I mean, the fact that Embiid is now considered soft is crazy because we just went through, you know, years with Ben Simmons. So maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm underestimating it. Hey, just wait till Ben comes back to Philly. Uh. <laughs> oh, that was an amazing interview. We had that in the group text, going like that can't be a real quote. There was a quote where. Uh, ben Simmons goes, yeah, you know, if I ended up back in Philly, that'd be pretty good. I mean, me and Philly always had a good place together. Like, yeah, Philly's in my heart. Like, what are you talking about? No, it was something like if he got traded, he would want it to be back to yes. Philly or yeah. something like that. Um, I don't remember the exact quote, but um, yeah, I, I found it hard to believe it was even real. Yeah, no, he had to do some research to just double check. Like, is this a is this is this some fake meme? Is he just a no, great troll? But, <laughs> I mean, I can't really, give him that much credit though. That really is next level. But <laughs> if he's if he's actually just trolling the city, uh, you know who's not trolling the city, but he wants out. Derek Barnett, <laughs> <I said right. laughs> professional. Derek Barnett. Well, I mean, he's he's had more. Um, what was that stat? He had he had more uh, penalties than sacks. Derek Barnett is asking for a trade, which kind of uh, you know my take on Derek Barnett is super frustrating. He's had some moments. Obviously, that uh, fumble recovery in uh, the Super Bowl, he goes down in Eagles lore forever for that. But overall, pretty frustrating player because he's had some moments where he's flashed. He's had some injury uh, injuries and then the penalties, especially like the knucklehead penalties has, has made his tenure here. Super frustrating. He wants to trade now. Uh, he wants to go somewhere where he's getting more playing time. I'm fine if they trade him. And and in some ways it's a good sign 
uh, because it means like stuff. They're pretty high on Nolan Smith if they feel comfortable trading Derek Marnett. On the other side, I, I don't mind him being on the roster because it's nice to have that kind of depth piece um, in your pass rushing rotation. But Rob, you've been a you've been a Derek Barnett uh, non-believer for a while. You want do you want him out at any cost, or do you need a do you need to get something in return? I can't imagine. There's a huge- no. I mean, I'm not any cost. Like I'm not giving them up for a seventh rounder or something. I mean, at that point, I think you're better off keeping them as depth. Like, I mean, as you said, he's incredibly frustrating. I mean, he has some talent, but he just seems to get penalized at, at the most inopportune times, and and most of the time they're just you know kind of mental errors, dumb mistakes. Um, so you know, look, injuries happen. Is he good depth? Yes, but at the same time, if we can recoup something for him, go for it because I can't imagine he's really sticking around past this year. So you might as well get something for him if you can. Again, if it's reasonable, um, I, I would not. You know, sixth or seventh round pick. I'm not trading him. I'm just keeping him for depth at that point. Taking a quick break to talk about our college football bankroll challenge. That's right. We are giving away a ton of cash free to enter thousand dollars in first place, $500 a second, just picking some college football games, plenty of time to enter. And uh, yeah, uh, the prize is doubled to 2000 and 1000. If you're a Patreon for the CFB season, go to sports slash bankroll or click the link in the app. Speaking of college football, it's here. It's back. It's better than ever. And DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't miss offer to start the season strong. New customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 bonus bets instantly. Are you kidding me? Oh man, I'm I'm while we're recording this, I'm watching uh, Utah, Florida. So much action week one. Uh, we did a college football picks for the Thursday games, the Friday games, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We got picks on the Sports Gambling Podcast for all the games. And uh, what better partner than a DraftKings and their sportsbook? Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SGP. New customers can score two hundred dollars bonus bets instantly when they bet just five dollars on college football. Only on the DraftKings. Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And we're back on the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Yeah, it, Justin, what what uh what round pick would you feel okay letting Derek Barnett go? Um, to be honest with you, I guess I man a fourth would be questionable. I think. If you could get more than a fourth, I'd be really happy. Though I don't think that's happening. Yeah. Um. So I, if a fourth happened, I don't necessarily think I'd be disappointed. Just because I think Howie's Howie. Somehow I feel like though he would be able to spin a trade with Derek Barnett for like a third and Jonathan Taylor or something crazy. <laughs> I think the problem not, is not probably realistically, for, but you know what I mean. For, yeah, I think the problem in part for trade value is probably he's only under contract this year, if I recall. Yeah. Um, so how much is a team really going to, you know, give up for him unless maybe unless they, you know, get some kind of deal extending him. Um, but who knows? Um, yeah, maybe it I seems like have. they just appeased him and said, go ahead, see if you can find a trade. But obviously how he wasn't super motivated or he didn't get something done separately. So, yeah, but maybe- yeah, I don't think if you can get a fifth for him, I honestly, as Rob was saying out, like saying earlier, I don't think it's worth it because. He's a valuable depth piece. So I think four is kind of the threshold. 
Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have retweeted that stat about more penalties and sacks. I might've scared some teams off <laughs> to, see that, uh, to see that out there. Uh, and, and talking past starters, Nolan Smith, who's looked really good in camp, but he did miss five straight practices. He did practice today. So that's a good sign. Again, the Nolan Smith injury has, has kind of uh, been on our radar as we work through camp here, but I mean, knock on wood, uh, overall pretty healthy training camp. Rob, are you worried about the Nolan Smith injury or any Hassan Reddick dealing with the thumb thing or any injuries kind of lurking that you're concerned about? No, I mean, I, I don't, I guess we'll see with Reddick. I, I don't, I never love wearing the like mitt. I, I just yeah. feel like I get it. You can still get, it. you can still make a tackle, but you do lose some dexterity obviously with, with the hand and, you know, swatting the ball and things like that. Um, so I'm not worried about it, but I don't, I, you know, it's obviously not great. And, you know, Nolan Smith, I don't know. It seems like we don't know a ton about it. Like after that injury, he kind of said he was fine, but then now he's been missing practice, but he did practice today. So I'm not worried if, if we get to week one and he's not playing, um, you know, then maybe there's a little more there, but I just, I don't think we know at this point. So I'm still assuming he's going to play. Yeah, Yeah, it is a bit concerning though with Nolan. I would say, I didn't like the quote that he had. He said, sometimes she works. Sometimes she don't. Yeah. that's a that's a little bit of an eyebrow raiser to me just because i mean (laughs) any guy who's saying that it seems like it's uh it could be a long-term thing and the fact that it sometimes it works and it doesn't it almost seems like you're duct taping it for the season at this point um in order to get him through it and maybe there's potential surgery down the road so i don't know i'm just speculating obviously but it is a little concerning that's what our show's about. Rampant speculation. There you go. Uh, yeah. The 53 man <laughs> roster though. And again, how he will, everyone always prefaces. Look, look, there's going to be some changes. There's going to be, this is not quite final. They set their 53. I would say it, it, the Eagles were interesting this year. Cause it didn't feel like there was a ton of surprises, a ton of, um, a, a ton of like training true battles uh, for the 53 man roster to me. And it, it's, it's not super obvious in the 53 man roster, but I, I think it kind of is Jalen Carter, I think is just going to be a day one starter. I mean, the veteran love that I've seen for Jalen Carter, I cannot re- recall a time where, uh, you know, even, even Wentz in his first training camp, or I'm trying to think of a rookie that all the veterans were like, dude, this guy is a monster. Uh, even like they did a, they did a poll of the Eagles, uh, players and like 60%, uh, when asked who would they pick out of anyone to have a breakout year, 60% said Jalen Carter, who's a rookie. So, I mean, the Jalen Carter love to me, that's it. And, and, you know, him kind of like obviously securing the spot, but clearly kind of coming out as a starter here. Uh, that to me is, is the thing I was most uh, excited about. What about you, Rob? Uh, what, what popped as far as the 53? I mean, obviously we're excited about Jalen Carter, but um, you know, I, I also thought um, there there's two players that have kind of, well, one that I just think is a good story and that's Eli Ricks making the team. And I know yeah. he's probably one of those guys that was on the bubble. You don't, you know, keep your fingers crossed till he's on the final 53 after all these moves, but 
you know, undrafted free agent. Um, and really seems like he had a great camp uh, as a cornerback. And, you know, obviously is a guy that they think can develop to keep him on the 53 versus letting him go through waivers and, and trying to get him on the practice squad. So, you know, just kudos to him. I think it's a great story. And then, you know, the other guy that I'm kind of excited about is Sidney Brown. And I know we've talked about him um, before on this podcast, but you know, I, I've been seeing stats about him. I think he was really highly graded throughout preseason. Um, and I'm just excited. Uh, you know, if he could really turn out and hit as a safety, it would really be a huge, huge uh, win for our secondary and and could go a long way for that defense. So um, especially, you know, after we lost, obviously, CJ to free agency last year. And if he can step in and, you know, contribute in a meaningful way, I, I you know, I, I'm excited for that. Yeah, and, and it's he plays the position well, but he also has that like physicality, the crazy hits, the like trying to light guys up. Again, don't it's sacrilege to you know invoke Dawkins' name, but it is it is fun to have a physical safety back there and, and a guy who can really lay some wood on uh, some some uh, guys on the offense. And it seems like that's what we got out of Sidney Brown. The energy is infectious and he's he's super fun to watch. Justin, what about you? What's who's jumping out in the 53? I mean, I don't mean to talk about him too much because we brought him up quite a bit, but it, it's nice to see Reed Blankenship finally come around. Um, <laughs> like, I would point out last year. I, I had to mention him. I couldn't. Yeah. Keep him off the list. Uh, I just love that it looks like he's going to be day one starter here coming up. Yeah, no, he's um, hopefully he can fill the role. Um, I will say too, Cam Jurgens being able to you know solidify that right guard spot. There was a little bit of a question mark coming into this uh, with Tyler Steen being drafted, but he looks to be holding up well, and I'm happy to see it. And uh, lastly, I mean, and we said about it before, but I. More than anything, I was just happy to see Sid Boss gone. I, I think we need to make that transition, and I'm hyped but he's back. to see what we can do with somebody he's else. He's on the practice. Yeah, I know. He's on the practice squad. Sorry. You're right, though. I was happy to see him cut, and now he's a little, he's on the practice squad. So we'll see what happens, but I'm just hoping we're turning the page here. Yeah, it's a good point, Justin, about uh, Steen and Jurgens, and I don't know if we really talked about it before uh, too much before, but – you know, I think going into camp, everyone thought that could kind of be a little bit of a battle. Uh, obviously, Jurgens was drafted to be a center and and take over for Kelsey, and probably still is long term. But it seems like there never really was a battle; that it was really Jurgens' job from the start, and he never lost it. Yeah. And you know, kudos to him. It seems like he's played well and stepped into that role. But it seemed like that was a positional battle that just never really materialized. Yeah, no, I mean, to your point, it, it was supposed to be a battle, but the fact that uh, he didn't blink and just kind of locked in on the job, probably a good sign for him in the uh, offensive line. What about concerns? For me, and again, maybe picking nits here, but the fact that N'Kobe Dean, I, they just kind of gave him that linebacker spot. He missed a bunch of time. I, I guess I'm not completely sold yet on Nicobe Dean. I did like, you know, he forced that fumble there uh, in one of the preseason games. You know, everyone just says like, trust us. He's a gamer. I guess Nicobe Dean and the fact that we're generally kind of thin at linebacker, that to me is, is the biggest concern looking at the roster and then Nicobe Dean seemingly got the job, not necessarily because he, and maybe he's doing it more in practice and we're not seeing it as much, but 
the fact that he's just kind of got the green dot, got the job by, you know, where they drafted him, that to me is is, is somewhat concerning. So Nicobe Dean definitely keeping an eye on him. Uh what about you, Rob? Anything jumping out at you as as concerning with the roster? No, I mean the interesting thing is I, I like our starters pretty much, you know, overall. I mean, a linebacker, like you said, I think is a little thin, but I, I think really it's just depth in the you know, really the, outside of our defensive line, it's depth on the defense as a whole. You know, I've, I've said this before, but, you know, both our starting cornerbacks, uh, Slay and, and Bradbury are older. Getting up um, there. You know, uh, you, you just hope they can stay healthy for the year because, you know, behind them, I, I just don't think we have a ton of depth in, in the secondary, both corners, safety, linebacker. Um, so that's really my biggest concern coming into the season. I think, you know, offensively, it seems like we have much more depth and, you know, you feel much more comfortable, not that there's not some key guys that, you know, we need to keep healthy, but the secondary, it, it definitely feels a little thin. Yeah. I mean, again, if, if our starters goes down, you're, you're, you're putting in someone that probably has, doesn't have a ton of experience there, especially on the outside. What about you, Justin? What's, what's the biggest concern for the Eagles 53 right now? Yeah, I don't know if it's the biggest concern, but it's something I started to think about a little bit. Um, just the fact that Miles Sanders, I mean, he was he was great last season, and I feel like we overlooked it because of his potential injuries in series um, in seasons past, as well as you know we used to have the running back by committee essentially with Deuce, and then we got rid of him, and things kind of changed. And but we still talk about that. Yet last season, I mean, Sanders had over twelve hundred yards. You had Gainwell, who had, I think, less than 300, and Scott with less than 300. So Sanders took a bulk of that, and I, I don't know if that piece is going to be as easy to fill as we're talking about. And I, I pushed it as much as anybody. We needed a guy who could catch and run, and I think Swift is that. Um, and we've talked about his injury concerns, but he hasn't rushed for over 617 yards. That was his best season so far. So yeah. I am I am curious to see what happens with our running back group, whether it's back to running back by committee, you know, the guy comes in or out, or if we lean heavily on Swift. Um, I just think it's something to look at and something to be aware of uh, trying to fill the void of 1,200 yards last season. Yeah, I mean, Sanders, again, had a career year before we kind of let him walk there. And I, I think Kenny Gainwell is going to end up having the most snaps. But I do think it's going to be a pretty big rotation between I think it's going to basically be mostly Gainwell and uh, DeAndre Swift, then a little sprinkling of Rashad Penny and then Boston Scott for Giants goal line opportunities. It's That's how I would have to break it down. Uh, but it'll be interesting because they they've kind of held their their cards there kind of close, and it does seem like Kenny Gainwell at the very least we know he's going to be in there for the two minute drill. So I think he ends up getting the most snaps, probably the most touches. But I I think it could be close with DeAndre Swift, and then I think uh, Rashad Penny is behind them. Switch it over, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah just right. really quick, I'm going to take the contrarian view. I, I I you know I liked Miles Sanders, but I personally don't think we're going to really miss him. Um, I feel pretty good about our running back situation right now, just in terms of versatility. Like, yeah, you might not have that one every down back, but I think we have even more versatility this year than last year. And, you know, I do think there were times last year, uh, one, I don't think Sanders played great down the stretch. He wasn't great in the Super yeah, Bowl. Playoffs. And, and two, 
I it did seem like there were times where it just seemed like the coaching staff didn't fully trust Sanders. Like he wouldn't be in on certain downs, or um, you know, I just got the sense that, that they never really fully trusted him. And you know, I'm I'm interested to see where it goes this year. I certainly don't regret not. You know, I, I wouldn't have wanted the Eagles to give him the contract that he got with the Panthers. Um, you know, so I was fine letting him walk, um, but good for him for getting that deal, and I wish him well. But so I, I think we're going to be okay. I, I'm just I'm kind of taking the opposite view. No, I just want to point out too. I just think it's something to look at, and I completely agree with you, Rob. Uh, to pay Sanders any type of money, I don't think was worth it. Yeah, um, especially behind our O line. I mean, if when you look at it, so yeah. I mean, I could get I could get seven eight hundred yards behind. Behind that offensive line. Oh, here we go. <laughs> would would, would love to see that. Oh, Just gotta, like you I, can throw an eighty mile an hour fastball. Yeah, I've been I've been doing a lot of stretching. I I got a, I got a very strong core. You give me some cleats and a mound, I can get up to eighty, no problem. Sean, right, do you think in, do this. <laughs> in four downs uh, behind the Eagles' offensive line, do you think you could get a first down? Four yes. downs rushing. Four what? downs. <laughs> No, I could get I could get I could get in the end zone. Give me first and goal from the one. I'm getting in. I'm finding a way. One yard. I think we yeah, I'll go right. two yards. The two point conversion. Give me the give me the rock. I'm getting in with our offensive line. Not against so. like an elite defensive line, but like a league average defensive like line. Like a goal line stand. I would argue you got a better chance of getting a first down with four downs than you do <laughs> with a goal line set. But. It's true. They would load the box. They know I'm coming. Yeah, I, I just yeah, maybe like just a little flare out pass to the right. Who's, oh, now he's doing now he's doing oh. passes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe uh, I think like fake the handoff, you fake quarterback sneak, drop it off to me on the outside. I got it all. I got it all schemed up. <laughs> uh, moving over to the division, going behind enemy lines for our Reddit roast. This is my favorite part of the show. Just digging through, and this is a new weekly segment because I just enjoy. I never had really regularly read through all the other subreddits and, you know, sometimes there's some good information, uh, you know, like a little inside info, but a lot of it's just pure joy reading through the delusional fans and, and their takes on the division. But Justin, uh, I'll let you start. What, what do you, what do you got for this week? Oh man, I'm trying to find it. <laughs> I lost track of it. All right. I think I'll it's go. in my other I'll thread. Go. You go first. Sorry. Uh, Jerry Jones. Now, this was all over Twitter, but uh, they were also breaking it down in the subreddit. But Jerry Jones went out of his way to say he didn't talk to Mike McCarthy about the Trey Lance trade or Dak. So there was no mention to Dak or or Mike McCarthy that they were trading for Trey Lance. Uh, That to me is just crazy. Like, like, okay, I get it. It's not the coach's decision. You're the general manager or whatever, but don't you want to go? Hey, what do you think about uh, Trey Lance? Is he going to be good for the roster? Should we pull the trigger on this trade? Like you got to have a sounding board and especially quarterback. Like the, the fact that he traded for Trey Lance and the, the Cowboys fans are just so great. I mean, the, the video of Dak who asked about it seems really pissed saying nothing surprises me in this league. Uh, clearly feeling a little threatened, kind of like uh, you can see the sweat coming down his face. a la uh, Carson Wentz when they drafted Jalen hurts, but uh, the, the Reddit reaction has been really great. A drunk Cowboys fan on Reddit says, quote, I wouldn't be surprised if we flipped Trey Lance for a second round pick next year. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> what world? He's not going to be surprised. 
I mean, he doesn't know the system. He was struggling to pick up the 49ers system. He was, he was essentially the fourth uh, quarterback on the 49ers roster. That's why they traded him. It's going to take so much work for him to get up to speed. And then you think, how are you increasing his trade value? If he sits on the bench, the only way you're getting a, a second round pick for him is if he comes in and plays. And that means Dak got injured and then you would need Trey Lance. The level of delusions insane. <laughs> like he's such a, like, like Trey Lance is such a hot commodity. It, everyone's killing Trey. Um, you know, John Lynch, it might be the worst trade of all time. Like they, they took three first round picks and a third round pick and turned it into a fourth string quarterback. That's an insane fuck up. So I don't think, I don't think there's a red hot trade market for Trey Lance. You are delusional. Rob, what about you? You found a good one on the giants. Yeah. I, I spent some time on the giants. Uh, uh, Reddit, um, and I got a, a a bonus one just from our group thread after Great. this. But there was a uh, there was a post, and it linked to an article, basically like what um, what quarterbacks in the NFL would you take or tr- you know take over Daniel Jones, um, <laughs> you know trade for, and it, it you know it just reading through the thread. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes is the only QB I'd trade Jones for straight up. Um, there's other ones, you know, I even traded Mahomes for Jones and fantasy because I'm stacking Jones and Waller. <laughs> um, oh, the Waller delusion is great. It's uh, <laughs> they love the don't Waller. give don't give me this. Don't give me Hertz, Herbert, Allen, Lamar. I'd take dimes over them easily, and this year is going <laughs> to prove why. Can't be real. That cannot be real. Can I be. mean, I, I don't know if these people are trolling, but it's uh, it, it's a great read. Oh man, you could just get lost in that. I mean, I, I again, I Daniel Jones is not the worst quarterback in the league, but come on, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, uh, you're you're out of your mind to think he's like that high up the list as far as quarterbacks. It's um, so, somewhere too said it was, you know, uh, oh, this was with Hurts, yeah. Um, even if Hertz is overall a little better than Jones, I'll still take Jones because he's cool under pressure. When has Jones ever been cool under pressure? Like, where's that? I mean, when he got his ass kicked in the playoffs, thirty-eight to seven, he was pretty cool. He wasn't letting the blowout get to him. He was standing uh, back there. Oh man, <laughs> pretty great. And then I'll I'll just give a bonus one that that we all heard was. You know, one of our uh, friends declared Dable uh, as a top five coach. Oh. Um, man. And, and, and oh, wow. I don't know. I mean, look, I Close think he's Eagles a good fan. coach and maybe he could become a top five coach, but I don't know how you can just declare that now. Um, but maybe a lot of people out there think that it's crazy. I mean, I immediately sent a list of at least 10 coaches to him that I thought were better. <laughs> well, also I, how can both be true, right? How can Brian Dable be a top five quarter uh, coach? The only way you can say he's a top five coach is because he took a horrible quarterback and Daniel Jones and got him to the playoffs. So you can't say, you can't say Daniel Jones is awesome. And Brian Dable, it kind of has to be one or the other. And yeah, they had a good year. They exceeded expectations, but I think this is the this is the real year for the giants. They snuck up on people last year. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that this year, uh, but yeah, I mean, the table love is getting a little out of hand, AKA the gerbil. I love that nickname, Justin. I got to keep remembering to use it. Uh, we got, we really got to get that to catch on. 
I'm gonna trademark it like Hertz. <laughs> Rare gerbil. Rare gerbil. <laughs> uh, Justin, nice. what do you got for the uh, division Reddit roast? Yeah, mine was uh, they were talking about Carter and Mazzy on uh, the Cowboys Reddit, and this post just totally caught my eye. I was I was cracking up. This guy said, uh, "I'll try my best accent here. I like Mazzy more than that Carter who plays for the Eagles. Dude didn't look great." In the only game he played, he only had one quarterback hurry and he had no chance to catch the QB. His run stopping game was non existent in those seven drives he played. <laughs> Running back literally ran around him without him noticing till the back was three yards past him. That dude might disappear in the NFL. He looked like a fourth round pick in that game. <laughs> Nazi, on the other hand, has progressively been getting better and better and looking like a clogger in the middle, like he was drafted to be. <laughs> All right. Oh, that is beautiful. Hold on, my man. Justin, you're a you're, uh, Texas Southern guy. <laughs> Need some dialing in as far as. Oh, I thought it was great. Oh, I, what was that? A Texas accent? I don't like. <laughs> I think it was more Louisiana. Yeah, <laughs> it drifted. You drifted uh, a little like, <laughs> a bayou there. Um, yeah, I got into the bayou pretty quick. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> now that I was thinking about it, I was thinking of uh, yeah, a little Louisiana there for sure. All right. Uh, last week, obviously, next week will be us breaking down the Week One game against the hated. New England Patriots, kind of a weird spot. We are going to be four and a half point road favorites. That's what they got it currently over at DraftKings Sportsbook. You use that promo code SGP, get that sweet, sweet uh, college football bonus. But uh, we are also entered in the Circa Millions contest. Uh, us three and a uh, another gentleman will be picking five games against the spread every week. Uh, we will eventually be winning uh, millions of dollars of prizes as we dominate. But we get five picks. Are we going to be playing the Eagles week one, four and a half point road favorites in new England? We haven't even decided how we're going to split up the picks. I mean, usually there's four guys, five picks. So we each take turns rotating the second pick, or do we just include the Eagles every week against the spread? Love to hear your guys on the strategy. I, I I'm all for trying to see if we can get consensus picks. Like, okay. I, it, in my mind, it doesn't even need to be one per. I mean, each person can suggest the game, but if 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 the group disagrees, like we shouldn't just go with one that everyone hates. Hmm. Um, you know, that's kind of my thought, but I, I'm open to whatever. Um, but yeah. I, you know, I think all of us are reasonable, and we'll probably come to an agreement most of the time. Just- I think it makes sense to uh, with that fifth one take the Eagles. I'm fine with that unless uh, we're against it. I think that that works, and then. I think it would be good if we all tried to pick one, but then kind of like Rob saying, uh, come to a consensus on it. If anybody vetoes, I'm fine with people having veto power. I know, I know our, uh, I know our buddy who's a closet Giants fans is going to be, uh, which actually I don't mind taking the Giants week one because they're at home getting three and a half points against the Cowboys. So I, I'm fine taking the Giants if we're fading the Cowboys, but uh, I, again, I'm, I guess I'm, Oof, I'm not touching that game. Uh, yeah. yeah, I feel I feel good about the Eagles getting the win, but the four and a half point road favorite thing against New England, 
I don't know. I, I'm sure I will end up picking the Eagles, but as far as making it one of our five favorite plays for the circuit. Oh, Sean, non-believer already. <laughs> you know, I think the one thing about the Eagles in the in the first game that, you know, one, we do have two rookie coordinators and uh, you know, one decides gonna have to prove himself, but for Brian Johnson, who everyone likes and and you know, I think is gonna do a good job, but is yeah. there a little bit of a groove? that he's going to need to get in, in terms of play calling. Obviously he was involved last year, but Steichen called all the plays. Will it take a little bit of time to dial up that offense? Or are they just going to come out swinging? It's going to be interesting to see. Well, yeah, I mean, we rested guys more than other teams. I feel like too. So there could be some rust as well. Yeah, that's true. I, I, we kind of got off to a somewhat slow start against uh, Detroit in Detroit. Uh, the O-line uh, wasn't great. If I remember right, it kind of took them a little bit to ramp yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I could see it kind of being like that Detroit game where a little slow start. Clearly, we were never going to lose the game. Dominated. Detroit got some garbage uh, late to because that that spread was also like four and a half. And they ended up the Lions ended up covering because the Eagles only won by three points. Yeah, lost money. So I could see it being like 30 to 20 and then. You know, maybe they get some. Uh, but I don't know. Their offense is pretty bad. And and really. We'll get more to it. We'll have more uh, information uh, when we do the week one uh, podcast next week. But it sounds like both, uh, at least one, if not both of uh, New England's guards on the offensive line could be out, which, I mean, you put Jalen Carter against a backup uh, like offensive lineman. I think that could be a, uh, I mean, I think our D line might really be able to eat, especially if they have some guys injured. So that, that angle alone could really uh, talk me into it. And I'm sure I will uh, end up uh, picking. I mean, I'm fine with going for it. Let's take the Eagles. Yeah, we got (laughs) I mean, come on. We're an Eagles podcast. We're going to end up taking the Eagles. All right. Jalen Hurts. Underdog Fantasy. Promo code SGPN. 100% deposit bonus. Uh, They have some uh, fun higher. They have some fun uh, higher and lowers. For the season on his fantasy stats, 22 and a half passing touchdowns, nine and a half rushing touchdowns, 37 and a half passing yards, 725 and a half rushing yards, eight and a half interceptions. Justin, I'll let you go first. What is your uh, favorite play here? Oh, uh, the one that I bet on already, actually, <laughs> before you said these, uh, the 3,700 passing yards. Uh, I just like that. I think he's going to uncork it. I think he's going to play in more in closer games this season too. Um, I think we might've even touched on this previously, uh, but yeah, he, he didn't play in a lot of fourth quarters that season or, you know, we were just handing the ball off at that point because we had dominated in some games. Um, I think we still dominate. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know if we have, we, we certainly don't have the schedule we had last season. So things could be a lot closer and I think we'll be passing the ball a little bit more. So I think they over 3,700 is the way to go. Yeah, and, and maybe some easier passing. Maybe it's slightly less running from Hertz, and maybe some uh it does seem like the offense are trying to get the running backs involved more in the passing game. So that's an easy way to lose some of his rushing yards and add him uh there into the passing yards column. And of course, I mean AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, uh Dallas Goddard. I it's just hard not to think of them having an awesome year. Rob, what about you? Higher or lower? Uh what's your favorite uh play here for Jalen Hurts over on Underdog Fantasy? Yeah, um, I will say this is tough. I, I mean, I think if if you're ask, actually asking me, I, I agree with the passing yards that Justin had. But um, 
you know, I'll say he's going to have more passing TDs this year too. Yep. Uh, I think he had 22 last year. So I'll say that he'll go higher than that one. Yeah, I'm with you. 22 and a half. Let's take higher. He missed a couple of games. I wouldn't be surprised if they're passing a little bit more, maybe even near the goal line, um, a, like a little bit more. Either way, getting to 23 passing touchdowns for a guy who's rare breed, rare air slash untamed. I think that's a uh, that's a pretty easy call. Underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Hey, give us a follow on X, formerly known as Twitter, at DiehardEagles52. Checking out the podcast. Say, hey, uh, you know, fire off some questions. Get our hot takes on the birds here. I, I Again, countdown to kickoff is on. Rob, what are your plans? Where are you going to be watching? Uh, week- oh, man. Uh, I'll just probably watch from the house. Um I told I told the wife uh, I got to be home in time for game time, um, but uh, yeah, I'll just watch here. For it's a four thirty game, uh, which you guys know I don't love as much as as one, but it's better than a night game. Four thirty, it's um, seven thirty, it's uh, seven thirty. That's right. It's already past Rob's bedtime. He's really pushing. Yeah, it's it. pushing it. That's true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no first first game. I'm just gonna watch in my in my safe place here and uh, see what happens. <laughs> Justin, what about you? Week one, what are the plans? Oh wait, I've heard, if, I forgot uh, in the thread. If we didn't, uh, if we didn't do this every week during the season, I would think you had just brought this up. <laughs> no, I really off. forgot. But uh, yeah, as I text you guys today, I'm frustrated because I got my daughter's soccer schedule for the upcoming games. And uh, yeah, week one, I'll be on the soccer field. Um, kickoff for the Eagles is 10:25, uh, I believe, a.m. here. Um, on the island, and uh, her soccer game is 10.30 a.m., so yeah, pretty sweet. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be locked in with the phone out oh, yeah. watching the game, but still trying to participate as a parent, so I don't look like too much of a degenerate, you know. Yeah, but there you go. Uh, come on. Birds, opener, you got, you got, you can do the, you can watch both. I mean, also, it's kid soccer, yeah. If you miss a couple seconds, you can, you can follow the action. Yeah. Just hope for rain, Justin. <laughs> no, let's pray for, pray for a rain out. All right, yeah, we'll be out in Vegas week one, getting uh, getting ready for the Philadelphia Eagles season. And when we're back next week, we will we'll be uh, talking Eagles, Patriots week one. It's almost here for the Dire Eagles podcast on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network. I'm Sean, second one in green for Rob, for Justin. Go birds! Go birds! Go birds! Go birds.